Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creatives along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. Today, we have writer Kia Barbie. Kia and I met over 10 years ago in a screenwriting workshop, and we went on to work together on a stage reading for a project she wrote called French Management, about a powerful Black publicist working in the entertainment industry. Kia catches us up on where French Management is today, as well as other writing projects she has in the works, and she explains why she prefers to be called a creative producer. Here is Kia Barbie. Today's guest, we have Kia Barbie. Kia, thank you so much for joining So Mind Boggling Journeys. Woohoo! Thank you for having me, Bettina. Yes, absolutely. For the listeners, this is, I always say, I'm like, oh, this is a special, but this, this is really a special episode because Kia and I worked together over 10 years ago. And we actually have gone through periods where we've talked, where we haven't talked, where we talk, where we you know what's going on in each other's life, then where we don't. And we're in that period now where it's like, oh, actually, we, we need to catch up. We need to catch up because, you know, Kia is busy, honey, booked and busy with her script read cycle. So we only have her for a limited time. <laughs> this is going to be like a catch up as well. And it'll be great because it'll be probably more authentic because it's like I'll be learning things at the same time that the audience will be or maybe not because they'll hear it later. But you know what I'm saying? Anyway, Kia, thank you so much. Kia and I met, like I said, over 10 years ago, and we met in Ella Tier's writing course because we actually met in the writing one, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the writing one. Okay. It was her writing workshop. It was her writing workshop. You know, Kia is a writer. I mean, would you call yourself a producer too, actually? You're a producer as well. Yeah, I consider myself a writer and creative producer. A creative producer. Well, let's go ahead and start there then. So when you say a creative producer, why do you say creative producer versus just producer? That title actually came about when I was focusing on independent film. And that was kind of like a new title that a lot of independent artists were adopting. I feel like the slight difference between a creative producer and a regular producer is that you have to do more when you're strictly working independent. So where producer, you are, you know, bringing a project along, you're looking for funding. Whereas like the creative producer, you are wearing many creative hats, writing, directing, and so forth, maybe editing. So that's where that title came in. I just kind of adopted it. But I, I also do regular producing, but I just kind of like labeling myself that way as well. Okay. And so a creative producer is more kind of like the overall vision of the project? Exactly. Okay. I'm glad you said that because in my mind, I was like, oh, it'll be great to interview Kia because Kia is strictly a writer. And you're one of those people that like writes every day and that you're constantly writing and working on different scripts, but you're writing. <laughs> You are writing. Yes, I am a storyteller. You're a storyteller in the truest sense. And so you wrote a very sexy, at the time, it was a 90-minute piece called French Management. And it has since had different iterations, TV series, a pilot. Tell our listeners a description in your words of this piece. It's sort of the journey of this story was initially a satire. 
inspired by a movie Network. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that film about this woman who is obsessed with being successful at any means necessary. And that was the film version. The TV version of it now has sort of morphed into this mother and daughter, like a family story where this woman has been influenced by her mom and she is trying to sort of make up for what she perceives to be like the weak link of her family. So that is driving her more than just being obsessed in her own obsession with what is success. Okay, so this is now Pamela. It's her and her mother's story or her daughter? Yeah, it's a family. It's sort of more like a family tradition. Her ideology is coming from the mom, whereas before it was just sort of just her. Like she's just personally obsessed with that. But now it's something that's like she's carrying a family tradition. Now, what made you take that direction? What made me take that direction? Because there's always backstory that you don't know about that kind of fuels what you eventually see. And the backstory is sometimes only known to the writer. That backstory for Pam was so good. Every time I was telling someone about her backstory, I was like, wow, I would really love to meet that mother character. I felt like it would humanize this character, which they felt she was just one dimensional, sort of, in her pursuit for success. So the Mm. mother kind of humanized Pam a little bit. Okay. So this is now a TV series. Do you have like a pilot or like a two, three minute something? I have written a pilot for it. So it's, you know, a spec pilot for French management. Okay. And so then you just, you send that around and how is that going? How are people reacting and taking in this new version? Well, the last time I did anything with it was last spring. We had the reading from Script Read. And since then, I'm sort of still working on the rewrite of it, like a stronger rewrite. New York Film and Theater have a filmmaking program. So I was a finalist for that. It's a great story. And I remember Pam being just so powerful and just so self-assured, even though she had her vulnerabilities and insecurities. She reminded me of Robin Givens, actually, in Boomerang, you know, just kind of like, you know, black femme fatale that just like felt good and just felt confident and was really strong at the end of the day, you know, and I thought she was powerful and sexy. And I just I loved that character. So I am interested in maybe reading this. Can you send me? Can I reread the the latest? Oh, yeah, you can read that. And I think what's great about French management now is because of the success of Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. I forgot what the other one on BET with Gabrielle Union. People are embracing those type of characters. And when I had written French management, it really was like, is this a character that would be embraced? But thanks to Shonda Rhimes and introducing us to Olivia Pope, when I saw that that was successful, it really fueled me to like explore this as a TV show because people are embracing those characters. So, you know, when this story is going to be introduced to people, it won't be this anomaly anymore because we're used to seeing that type of character in all shades. We do. It's like no longer do we have like the one dimensional characters, but being Mary Jane is the one you were talking about with Gabrielle Union, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting because a lot of times as black women, you can't really be seen in certain lights. And the fact that these were very imperfect, flawed characters, and then they were still very successful and revered and admired was definitely a change. That was definitely a change. And it was a welcome change. And it's like, yeah, because it's like, we don't have to always be 
you know, we can be all types of women. So that reading that we did was in 2011, I believe. And you had other actors. I want to just shout out those actors. Delvin Young, Kalichi Yeezy, Tony Robinson May, Garrett Lee Hendricks. Anyone else that I have missed? Rodrigo. Oh, yes, Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. I think he actually just released something I saw. Yeah, he's always in films. He does a lot of films. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Rodrigo. He'd be great. To, I think I actually met him through you. And I can't say his last name for the life of me. Lou Priesty. <laughs> say that again. Lou Priesty. Lou Priesty. Okay, great. Three syllables. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so then let's talk about today. You mentioned Script Read, this platform that you've created, where basically you have writers kind of have their work read out loud by actors, and it's like a virtual reading series. Yeah, I'll just add that it's a theme reading series, but it's also it's becoming sort of a, a resource for creatives because some of those actors and writers and now they're like working together on other projects. But the themes are usually based on something like, for example, the last one we did was true life crime. And one coming up is for young writers. So it's always a theme and it's very interactive because the Zoom platform is a combination of TV and theater. So you could do a lot on the platform. So it's very interactive. So I think people sometimes think it's just like a reading like your regular reading. It's not your regular reading. It's very interactive. It's like we entertain our audience. Oh, wow. So it's like you got a little production going on. Yeah, it's like a production and then be bring on like a guest mentor who is connected to that theme in some way. So for example, the last cycle, we just had one writer and director. That's every January is just going to be like one special presentation. And our guest mentor was Tracy. Um, oh my gosh, why can I get her? Oh, you're referring to George Curtis Wilson's sister, Tracy Scott Wilson. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Tracy Wilson, who's like a renowned playwright, and she's also doing really well in TV as a writer and producer. She was our guest mentor because that's her brother. That was a connection is that they were siblings. So each writer gets a guest mentor to give them feedback in front of the audience. So not only do they get a reading of their work, they also get feedback from, you know, an industry player. That's really great. You recently did another project that you wrote, not French management, but you did another one. That's why I label myself a storyteller because I'm, I'm in all genres. I'm TV, film, playwriting, and now I'm also working on a novel, but we'll get to that. So yes, I just had a production and debut of my latest play called Roommates semi-autobiographical story about two roommates who fall in love in college and just go on this journey of like how do they make this relationship work when they are at odds at what they want for not only the future but for themselves Mm. and you said that's a play yes it's a play a falling play when you write all these things, right, like is your goal then to just eventually produce it yourself or do you just submit to all these different grants and festivals to try to get time or whatever production that they're doing? Well, the goal is always to have some control over the work, which is why I got into producing. But I'm always open to collaborations. Of course, the first goal is to get the work out there. And then the second is to have a collaboration. For example, we were part of a festival for roommates, was part of a festival of plays. 
But now the next step is to take it to a bigger venue, say something like the public theater that involves like a collaboration with another producer who has access to those spaces. So it's like twofold. Okay. So then what is your goal right now? Like what are the main things that you're focusing on now? Especially because like, so where are you these days? You were in New York and then you went to North Carolina. I'm in New York. I'm in Queens. I live in Queens. Born and raised. I'm back in Queens. I came back to New York actually in 2018. Wait, so you were in New York for the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, I did not realize that. I think probably because I was I was in New York, but I was like also in Virginia. <laughs> I was in and out. It's okay. Well, and I also feel like everybody was in a bubble too a little bit, right? No, it's true. You're not the only one because I, I move around so much. I'm kind of used to people not really knowing what state I'm in currently, especially with doing, you know, these kind of virtual platforms. You could be anywhere, you know. Right. Absolutely. Which is something that I actually love about it because I feel like the platform is always just where I am, you know, and I don't have to physically be in a certain space, which is, I think is such a blessing and it's so great. It's such a nice element that you wouldn't really think about pre-pandemic, you know? So what are your goals today? I have three. The first one is for Scripery to get some kind of sponsorship financial and otherwise, so that we can pay everybody that participates, you know, that gives their time towards this. And also that includes having a, a home. Now that we're going back live, want to just kind of go to the same venue all the time so that people know where to go. And they're not like, where is it this time? It's just good to just have one space. So that's one goal. The second goal for the play is to just get it to a bigger venue, longer run. And the third goal for me, I'm working on a novel. So I want to finish that so that I can adapt. I'm basically trying to create my own IP. That's what this industry is looking for. They're looking for IP. They're looking to own things. So I'm trying to do a Shonda Rhimes and create my own IP. Oh my gosh. Okay, so tell us more about the graphic novel. Uh, it's uh, just a regular novel. It's a supernatural story about a family of shapeshifters who are on a run. You know, they're just trying to survive from being accused of things that they particularly, they're not involved with. So I don't want to say too much, but that's the basis of it. And then you want to adapt it into another form. I want to adapt it into some kind of short form, something that could be presented digitally or a TV pilot. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sounds like a TV series to me. Okay, Kia. Okay. And so what is your process? Because like I was saying, and how you've, you know, shared with the listeners of the fact that you're always working on different projects and that you're steadily coming up with ideas and then putting them down on paper. And what is your process? Do you write every day? I attempt to write every day. <laughs> what that looks like is just trying to fit in, even if it's 30 minutes of just wherever I was, just try to move forward. That's actually my model now just keep moving forward. I also have a full-time job, which is helping me currently self-fund a lot of these projects that I'm working on. So it doesn't matter how tired I am. Before I go to sleep, just work on some script, something. Currently it's the play because I'm doing a rewrite of the play for the next production. But yeah, just always write something. So that could be as simple as one line of dialogue. As long as you keep moving forward, that's just my goal. Always keep moving forward. And then of course, like tonight, I'll be able to have a block of time to write after this one last meeting that I have. So I'll be able to sit down for at least like an hour. You can get a lot done in an hour. 
And so for you, it sounds like you use the hour after work. Do you ever do like first thing in the morning before you even start your job? No. The only thing I can do before I start is send an email or two. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> now for writing, I like to, you know, I just, I don't want to rush it. I don't want to be rushed. So I like to do it when I have all my responsibility for the day is done. So if that 30 minutes turns, I get inspired and I say, okay, I'm just going to do 30 minutes. Now I could do more because I finished everything. I don't have any roadblocks. So I always like to wait to the end. I love that because that's so different from a lot of what you hear. A lot of times people are like, oh, I'm too zapped or too tired at the end of the workday, especially if it's like you're working like your standard corporate full-time job, you know, a lot of times people will feel like, oh, I just don't have it in me to do anything after hours. So that's interesting that you actually feel like that's when you are most inspired or, you know. What's really interesting about this too, Kia, is that you said that your full-time job is helping you self-fund some of these projects. Now, if there is ever anyone to have this conversation with, it is you, Kia, because I remember that you and I both were at a point where it was like we were full-time artists and it was a struggle, like trying to figure out the money, whether it was the rent or even just trying to get something in the, to eat in the bodega. It was like <laughs> money was such like a focus. I remember that me and you would have extensive conversations about this. How did you decide to then get this full-time job? and? How does it feel now that you do have that? And then also balancing still being an artist. It just was time, you know, especially when I moved back to New York, because that was the reason when I was in LA, I had to come back because I ran out of money. I didn't have a, a financial safety net. So I said, I'm, that's never going to happen to me again. And the only way to secure that is to get a full-time job. Some things I have to sacrifice, like trying to, I was really pursuing really hard trying to get in a writer's room. But a friend of mine, I had a deep conversation, a friend of mine who's doing very well in that arena. His name is Anselm Richardson. He writes for the boys. He's a story editor for the boys. And he told me before I left LA, he's like, you are not a staff writer. You're a creator. With that, I was like, well, creator needs to have some money, right? So I decided to get back into education. And what are you doing in education now? I'm a teacher. I teach. And how's that going? What are you teaching and how, how is that going? Uh, believe it or not, I teach pre-K. Oh, really? I teach little kids. And I chose that because it's not a testing grade. If not teaching a testing grade, it's not stressful. Even though they're pre-K? <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of help. It's not just me. It's like two other people. Right. But they're still toddlers and they're like all over the place and they're like screaming and not, meltdowns. Or, yeah, or but no. they're fun. You get to have fun with them. And I'm a Leo. I can be really silly and playful. We fit right in. We have fun every day. Oh, that's great, Kia. And then because they are kids and little people, and do you ever get inspired by them? Or Oh, yeah, all the time. I get inspired by them because they're so in the moment. And as a person who's exploring Buddhism, I get reminded every day to live my life like that. Great, Kia. Well, let's see here. So we've talked about script read. We talked about French management. We talked about your goals. We talked about now working full time. Is there anything else yes. you want to talk to us about? It's a great segue that I was talking about teaching young kids because this new script read that's coming up, it is focusing on young writers. Well, ages 14 to 21. So far, I think I have writers who are 18, 19 to 21. So that's the new theme. And it's the first time that script read is going to be presented live since the very first one. 
which was in November 2019. When is this one going to be? This is going to be July 18th at 7 p.m. We always try to do it Mondays because one of our supporters has a reading on Tuesdays, which is Naked Angels. They're a big supporter of Script Read and of me as a playwright. So the artistic director, she likes to come through. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Naked Angels has been around forever. I feel like they've been along for a long time. Yeah, and that was so for everyone listening, that is also a showcase where every Tuesday you would go down and as an actor, you could kind of just go on the spot and be like, oh, I want to be a part of this. And then they would have a writer who would be like, okay, this is this is what I'm presenting. And then actors would just get up on stage and do this reading right then. They would do that every single Tuesday. They are continuing to do that. They've been around for, I mean, forever. You know what? The sad thing is when I was acting, <laughs> this is back in the 90s, late 90s, I knew nothing about them which I don't even know how that I not know anything about something like that. It's weird. But that's great, though, that now you not only know about them, but you're also, it sounds like, your supporters of each other. Well, Kia, I mean, this has been great to see you again and to just catch up on all the things. I love that you're still writing. And you always inspired me with that, like, because I would always have, like, writer's block and I just could not sit down and put my ideas down on paper. It just would be very hard for me to do that. And I was always inspired by the fact that you were just so free with it. It felt like free writing because LATR would teach us about just free writing. And you just never had a problem with just kind of, like, spilling out onto the page, you know, just so colorful fully and just so with a certain flow so i love to hear that you are still doing it i can't wait to read the new french management so I'm, i'll say for that and so we'll have to share with the listeners yes when the reading is you said july 18th at 7 p.m so we'll get that out to them thank you so much for for joining us here okay yeah this was fun thank you for giving creators this platform to talk about their work. Because I listened to some of the episodes and it really is just, you know, it's very laid back. <laughs> Super laid back. It's like, I'm just trying to show up. I, if I show up, I'm like, whoop, okay, I, I did my job. I showed up. <laughs> okay, so tell everybody how they can best follow you. Easiest way for me, I'm on Instagram at Kia TB and Twitter, very easy at Kia Barbie minus the T. And also from there, you'll get my other IG accounts to script read. And also the roommates play has its own Instagram. Great. Well, thanks again. (laughs) Good catching up, Bettina. Thank you for listening. This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.